and hello once again welcome to another edition of the dark place <clears throat> i'm your host adam and tonight we're going to be gathering and uh, diving into uh, just really the tip of the iceberg of the case of jake evans before we get started tonight please go check out other episodes on the other people's shows page on YouTube and Spotify. Please do that. Uh, tonight's episode is, um, as I say this each week, is very tragic. But what makes this week's episode a little bit different is that there were really no signs to uh, to point to the fact that Jake Evans would have murdered or would have been capable of murdering his mother, Jamie Evans, and his younger sister, Mallory Evans. So in 2012, Jake Evans, a 17-year-old boy from Aldo, Texas, called 911 in a calm, monotone voice. He informed the operator that he had shot his mother and sister with bullets. According to the local sheriff, the, the motive for the murders was a big mystery. Jake's father was out of, out of town and his two older sisters were not home. But Jake used a 22 revolver to kill his mother and his sister. The sheriff also noted that Jake reloaded the 22 revolver at least once during the shootings. He then called 911 and had a 25 minute phone conversation with the operator. When the operator asked if he knew if they were dead, he simply, simply answered, yes <clears throat> now before we get into a little bit more a lot of the the past uh, killers murderers we have you know there there's been some background story that possibly could lead to why they've committed such murders we had last week um as we did with last week, <clears throat> excuse me, I was drinking some water, that, you know, there's signs often in these cases that could, you know, mental health treatment could be administered, several of these type of things. Um, but in this case of, of Jake Evans, there was none of that. He was uh, from a very wealthy family, a church-going family. Everything seemed uh, normal about this family. They enjoyed each other's company. They did things together. They went to church together. They lived in a, a very gated and uh, safe community. They lived in a multi-million um, dollar house in a gated community, if I, if I said. And 
the only thing that really ever surfaced, he, he did well in school until about the, I think in 2012, his mother um, decided to homeschool him and his sister Mallory. There was no problems that anyone would see or could say or, you know, see anything uh, where he may be dealing with inner turmoil, anger issues, some typical things that the teens often do. But Jake Evans had none of that. So the day of the the murders, he had went earlier in the day to um, to the allergist. Now that shows right there that how many of us really go to an allergist. That that kind of shows that they were in the upper wealthy class. And, and they were. His dad was out of town on, on a business trip. Now, Jake Evans did find a curious fascination in the 2007 uh, Rob Zombie movie, Halloween. Now, if you haven't seen, you've, you've probably seen the John Carpenter Halloween movie where uh, Michael Myers murders his family. Laurie um, obviously isn't, isn't murdered, but the, Michael doesn't speak very much at all really at all and that's basically he is a uh, a mask killer that um, doesn't speak very much uh, you never see his face and you really don't know why he is committing the murders that he's committing now in Rob Zombie's take on the on the classic movie Rob Zombie gives a little bit of backstory of why young Michael might be um, might turn out the way that he that he did so in the first half of the movie, it shows young Michael Myers getting bullied at school, um, getting bullied and harassed at home. His, uh, I guess his mother's, Sherry Moon, and uh, her her uh, boyfriend in the movie, is very abusive, verbally abusive. And young Michael in the movie kills everyone. And he feels no remorse. He feels nothing. He he doesn't feel kind of like a release, I guess you could say. And that is kind of the reason that Jake Evans committed these murders. He viewed his family as racist earlier in the day. His sister had made a joke that he perceived to be racist. Um, she said she was kidding. He didn't really accept that answer. He Later in the afternoon, she wanted to watch a movie with him. He declined, and then he went back and decided to watch the movie with her. All in the meanwhile, he is having a, a knife, a knife hidden. So he's thinking about killing his, his sister. Now, he viewed his family as being, like I said, kind of bullies and a somewhat of a racist family. There weren't any other examples that I could find that would make me uh, to believe why he would make these claims, but these are the claims that, that Jake Evans has made. So, in addition to walking in as his sister and him are watching uh, The Water Boy, 
Well, before he walks in, they're watching the water boy. And he takes, uh, says, I'm going to step outside or step downstairs. He goes downstairs. He, he initially gets a, a knife. He's initially going to use a knife. So he walks back up, gets the knife, goes in, and he throws a pillow at his sister instead. They have a little bit of a, a, a pillow fight. So as the pillow fight's going on, he's he says he's thinking maybe this is getting some aggression out. Maybe he won't go through with the murder. That is what uh, could be going through his mind. He decides that he doesn't want his sister to to go through excruciating pain so he decides to to get the a 22 uh, rifle 22 revolver excuse me there was a a handwritten confession to the murders by Jake it was a four page handwritten letter about why he he committed these murders, and it does state some of the things that I just had had said. Now we're going to take a little bit. Let's see if I can find this on here, and let's see what Jake has said. Now Jake says, "I had just got home from the allergist and having lunch when I started watching Rob, Rob Zombie's Halloween. In the movie, a twelve-year-old boy murders his stepsister." Stepfather, uh, stepfather, sister, and his sister's boyfriend. It was the third time this week that I watched this movie. And while watching it, I was amazed at how at ease the boy was during the murders. And how little remorse he had afterwards. I was thinking to myself, it would be the same for me when I kill someone. After I watched the movie, I put it back into the case and I threw it in the trash so that people wouldn't think that it had influenced me in any way. After that, I went outside to hit golf balls in the yard for about an hour. I went inside around 5.30 p.m. and just sat in my living room thinking about how I was going to kill my family. My plan was to kill my sister and my mom at, at my house and then go over to my grandparents and kill my oldest sister, Emily, and my two grandparents. Then I was going to wait until morning and kill my other sister, Audrey, because she was in visiting from college. After I got up from the couch, it was between 6 and 6.30. My grandmother called me and asked my mom if I wanted to go to the cleaner with her. I went, and while we were in there, we got dinner. While we were in town, we got dinner. We made a quick stop at the post office, and then she dropped me off at my house. I took my dinner to the pool house and watched Family Guy for a little bit. So they even have a pool house. So it, it, it kind of paints the atmosphere that is a little bit um, contradictory to a lot of the ones we've had in the past because he's not from a broken home. He's not had any traumatic experiences that that we can that any research has found. He's not suffered from any abuse. Abuse. 
uh, a parents have a divorce or you know uh, passed away, died. He hasn't moved and had to relocate, so nothing would add up to to why he would have this. He he does like Halloween, the Rob Zombie Halloween, which is way more gory than the original. But he's also from a wealthy uh, household, whom you know he 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 later states in the confession that this is the first violent thing that he's ever done. He's never done anything violent before. So after he watches Family Guy for a little bit in the pool house, he went back into the house and he saw, and I saw that my mom and sister were watching the debate. I went outside to swing freely with my golf club. Around 4 o'clock, I went upstairs to my house to watch Family Guy. About 10 minutes later, my sister came upstairs and asked if I wanted to watch The Water Boy. I said no because earlier that day at the allergist, she had made a racist comment about a black worker that was mowing the grass. I won't say what she said, but in the past, Mallory has always said racist comments like that and would also make fun of the homeless people sometimes. I scolded her for what she said and told her that she was becoming white trash. We continued arguing arguing in the doctor's office, and when we got back into the car, I told her to look up the word lynching and see if she had the same opinion about black people. She then said that she would never be a part of a lynching, but is still, a, but she was still a racist. I then said that she makes me sick, and I called her a racist bitch. That evening, after I told her that I didn't want to watch a movie, she went to her room, and I went downstairs to my parents' closet, got my dad's blue folded knife. I went back upstairs and kept pacing back and forth, imagining killing Mallory. Thoughts of causing her pain kept entering my mind, and they were really bothering me. But then I think about the time she hurt my feelings or really pissed me off. So finally, around 9.30, I knocked on her door and asked her if she wanted to watch The Water Boy. She said yes, and sat on the couch beside the sofa. I told her that I was going to start go to the art room and get a pen. When in the art room, I stood there imagining killing Mallory. After around 30 min minutes, I finally went to the room, and I sat on the sofa with a knife in my pocket. I sat there for five minutes, and then playfully threw a pillow at her. We started having a pillow fight in the room. After a while, I thought to myself that if I were to kill my mom and Mallory, I wouldn't want them to feel anything. So I decided to kill them both with the twenty-two revolver I stole from my grandpa. I told Mallory that I needed to go downstairs for a bit. After I saw that my mom was in the study, I went to my closet and picked up the pistol. I set it on the bed and was nervously opening the cylinder over and over again. I then spent probably over an hour walking nervously around the house, thinking how, how life would never be the same again and how I would never see them again. Around 11.15, I went upstairs with the pistol and stood there for about five minutes. I knocked on the door and I told Mallory that mom needed her. 
She came out, and out of the corner of her eye, she saw me pointing the gun at her. She thought I was joking and told me that I was freaking her out. I shot her in the back and then the head. I ran down to the study and shot my mom three times. In shock, I ran to my room and was screaming at the top of my lungs that I am really messed up and that I really killed my mom and my sister. As I emptied the shells on my bed, I heard noises and realized that Mallory was still alive. So he snuck up. He has uh, traded, decided not to, to, to commit the murder with the knife. It would be too painful. It might last too long. So he playfully points the gun at her, or so she thinks, freaks her out. He shoots her in the back of the head. Shoots her again, or in the back, and then in the head. She falls. He runs downstairs, shoots his mother three times, and then he he, he, he hears a noise. He hears, you know, noise in the other room. He realized that it was his sister and she was alive, so he reloaded the gun, and I was shouting that I was sorry, and then I ran as fast as I could to kill her. He realized he was sorry for what he did. I then made sure that my mom was dead and shot her again in the head. After the shooting, I walked outside for a few minutes and then I came back inside. Very shocked and scared, I placed the gun on the kitchen counter and walked into the living room to dial 911. When I look at the people, especially teenagers, I see them being very cruel to one another emotionally. It seems that their favorite hobby is picking on someone else. These people are racists, bullies, and they're full of themselves. And they're, they're really, really evil. It amazes me because those are the three qualities are extremely, they're extremely common today. And I was very sad because I felt like my own family were becoming the people that I hate. I know now that I'm done with killing. It's the most dreadful and terrifying thing I will ever experience. And what happened last night will haunt me forever. So, Jake Evans then calls 911. And he proceeds to tell them what he has done. Now, for the people watching on the on the Facebook feed and uh, the YouTube feed, I uh, I do apologize. You're um, you can look this up if you want to go to YouTube and you can type in Jake Evans audio. Um, it'll pop up on there. But I'm going to play a little bit of audio from his phone call to the 911. Ponsor County 911, where is your emergency? Uh, my house. What's the address? 152 River Creek Lane. Okay, what's the emergency? Uh, I just killed my mom and my sister. What? I just killed my mom and my sister. You just killed your mother and your sister? How did you do that? Uh, I shot him with a uh, 
22 revolver. I tried to turn the audio up for those watching online. Um, he he just calls into 911, and he's very monotone. Um, there's been an emergency. I've just shot my mom and my sister. And the 911 operator is is hearing this. What? So he's talking a little bit more about that in this clip. And what is your name? Jay Evans. Jay Evans. Jake Evans. Are you sure they're dead? Yes. So Jake Evans proceeds to talk on the line of the 911 call for approximately 25 minutes. During that call, he tells a little bit of what I just uh, mentioned earlier. He also states that he has never, never done anything violent before. He's never been in trouble before. And this is the first time of anything like this that he's ever done or even thought about doing. Now, there's also the questions to be asked, and this is an often, often a question. Do movies, is it, is it the movie's fault that Jake Evans decided to kill his family? Apparently, there may have been something deeper inside of Jake that uh, went unnoticed until the death of his mother and his sister. Who's to say? But in January of 2013, he gave a written confession, which is just what I read from you earlier. He was charged with capital murder and was placed on bail for $750,000, which his father refused to um, pay. His case was in limbo in August 2013 due to proposed changes in Texas's capital murder statute. And right now, Jake Evans is serving a 45-year um, sentence that will run concurrently in Parker County. So, a few other tidbits about uh, the case. Here's a few little uh, things. Is there reason? This is the dispatch. Is there any reason you were so mad at your mother and sister? Jake Evans. Um, I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't even really angry with them. It just kind of happened. I've been kind of, uh, you know, planning on killing for a while now. The dispatch. The two of them or just anyone? Pretty much just anybody. When he was arrested, like I said, he was charged with capital, capital murder. In Texas, capital murder was punishable, was one of the only ways punishable by death or life in prison. But the United States Supreme Court ruled both un unconstitutional because 
Evans's age was 17 at the time. Over the two-and-a-half-year period after his arrest, the court also wrestled with concern over Evans's mental health. The two psychologists determined he was incompetent to stand trial, and Evans was ordered to stay in a state mental hospital. And on August, or excuse me, April 20th, 2015, officials at the hospital notified the court he was competent and able to stand trial. So he uh, he signed a confession. Well, it was a state, uh, it was a bargain plea for 45 years of two counts of murder to run concurrently. He will be approximately... He'll be eligible for parole in 20 years, which will make him 39 years old. This is, you you look at the picture uh, of Jake Evans in his mugshot. He, 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 he doesn't have an evil look about him. He looks like the innocent boy next door. He was a quiet individual. He played golf. He never really had a tendency to be violent. And he never gave any signs that he had any mental trauma or problems in his home life other than the fact that he thought that his family was were bullies and racists. Did Rob Zombie's Halloween influence Jake Evans? Yes. Yes, it did. Is art responsible for things that are happening in the world? That's for you to decide. But the art, which is the movie, did not kill Jake's mother and sister. It was Jake Evans himself. This case, as well as many, many other cases that, that we've done and that we will get into, you know, what's what's the solution? What's the answer? Because in all honesty, I, I had no idea that these cases were as frequent as they were, as they are. You hear things about mass shooters and things such as this, such as this. But when you really go and start digging deep, there's a lot of mental health problems going on in the world, in America, in young people and older people's minds. And there's not enough resources resources out there to help them. Cases like this one in Jake Evans' case, there were no signs. Could this case, could this have been prevented? The only way this could have been prevented, and Jake Evans decided not to murder his mother and his sister. Jake Evans had that power, and his family didn't know that. Now they're too dead. And his family's lives 
are ruined forever. Thank you for tuning in tonight for the case of Jake Evans. Please go to the Other People Show on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, and TikTok. Have a good night, everyone.